St. John chapter 13. I'll read a few verses from St. John 13. I'll also be speaking to you tonight from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 28. We'll begin and use as our text tonight John chapter 13, and I'll read verses 12 through 17. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. Verse 17 says, If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them or practice them. So I want to talk tonight from this thought. Prepared for his path. Prepared for his path. A night of foot washing and communion, and we want God to bless it. Would you pray with me right now? God, I pray that you would bless this service tonight, God. I pray that you would shine down upon us, God, that you would help us to recognize, to see the significance of this time. I pray, God, that you, Lord, would speak to us through your word tonight, and that we would, God, through revelation, get explanation, and then be willing to example it or to do it. And we praise you. Would you give God praise before you're seated? Because he deserves your praise. God, I want to give you a shout of praise. You deserve my high praise. God, I live praise to your name tonight. Thank you, Lord. All my life you've been faithful. What a great God. What a great God. Prepared for his path. You may be seated. Verse 1 of 13, St. John. Now... Before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus knowing that the father. Had given all things into his hands. And that he was come from God. And went to God. He riseth from supper. After, foot walk, after communion. He prepares to do something. That is very significant. He riseth from supper. Verse 4 says. And laid aside his garments. And took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. What the scripture tells us here is he knew the path that he would take. 
He understood what was about to take place. He knew that Judas would betray him. And that he was about to go through something excruciating, painful. A process that would be necessary for us to have what we have right here, right now. Many of you know, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, Christ knew what He was about to have to do. He knew that He was about to trudge up Golgotha's hill with a cross upon his back and he knew that there would be stripes that would be placed upon his back and a crown of thorns placed upon his head and a sword that would pierce his side and he would die on that cross. He knew that was going to happen. He knew that's what was about to take place. And when he knew the path that was before him, he decided the best way for him to prepare himself for that was to humble himself. To make himself humble. To humble himself before his disciples. And so he, being God robed in the flesh, went and got a towel and girded himself. And then poured water in a basin. And the Bible tells us that he knowing what he had to do. And what he was about to go through said. I am going to wash the feet of my disciples. I'm going to wash their feet. Now you know if you're God and you're thinking of this plan and this path. Perhaps that's not the route that you would take. <clears throat> there may be those that have chosen not to be here in this service specifically because we've chosen this as the one service throughout the course of the year that we wash feet. That's up to the individual to make that choice. It's not a recommended choice. If you're wanting to know whether pastor recommends that you stay home on the night of foot washing, not recommended. I recommend and have done my best to stress that this is a significant and an important night. Because the things that God has for us, the best way to prepare ourselves for what God has for us individually and for this church is to humble ourselves. And the best way, exampled by Christ, stated in Scripture to do so, is through foot washing. So that's why we have this. If somebody could get me a bottle of water, I'd greatly appreciate it. My old man mind forgot to get that tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, what we, what we are going to talk about tonight is what he did. We're going to talk about what he did and why he did it. He humbled himself through foot washing. That's why, that's why I want everybody... That's here to understand that this is important, this is significant. So that's why we talk about it, we explain it, so that there's there's no question. And if you choose not to participate, I'm not condemning you. I'm, I'm encouraging you to do it because if you do it, you're going to be, the Bible says, happy. Or in other words, you're going to be blessed. 
There's things in our future that we are going to reap a positive result from being humble. Scripture identifies it as such. It just in the in the verses that I just shared with you, Jesus, knowing what he had to do, decided the best way to humble himself or to prepare himself for the path that was before him was to wash the feet of the disciples. And so that's what he did. Now, the text that I read to you says that Jesus not only exampled it, but then he explained it. So let's look at verse 12. Verse 12, the text that I shared. So after he had washed their feet, taken his garments... He was set down and he says, okay, I've done this. I've exampled this. So now that I've exampled it, I'm going to explain it. So he didn't just wash their feet and say, I hope you can gather what's going on here. No, he washed their feet and said, I'm going to example it, but then I'm going to explain it. So after he had washed their feet, taken his garments, he was set down again and he said unto them, know ye what I have done to you? He wants to know. I want, there's a teaching moment here. I want to teach my disciples what I have done. Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. So, why we do it? We do it because he exampled it. Then he explained that he wants us to do it. He instructed us to do so also. I understand there's some discomfort with that. And I just want to tell you that we at, at First Church have made it even easier than it was before because there was a day that I had Brother Johnny and Sister Beth go get the pails, fill them up with hot water, and we had we had there, and then take your shoes and socks off and then, then after that, we, we washed with the water that was there and then took the towel and dried it. We, we don't do that anymore. So you say, well, that's really how you wash feet. I want you to understand, it's, he did not wash feet so that their feet were clean. He washed feet so that he could example humility. Foot washing has never been about getting your feet clean. Thank God. Thank God foot washing has never been about getting your feet clean. It's been about humbling ourselves. So what we have chosen now, because it's opened the door for more involvement, and that's really what we want and need. We need more people to get involved. We have wipes, and take a wipe, get the wipe out. It's just like at, the, at, at, at weddings. When you don't pre-light the candle, they don't light. That package is closed up and it would take me 10 minutes to get a wipe out. So I'm going to let somebody else worry about that. So you can imagine a wipe in my hand. Take that wipe out. And when that person, Brother Johnson, if you would come up here. I've used you before. So if you'll, if you'll just come up here and just, just have a seat right here on the altar. And what, right, right here in the front, Brother Johnson. So what we, what we will do is, I'm going to example it and then explain it. We will, the, the men will go back. I can see already in the green room that it's set up and prepared for the men to go back there. Brother Johnson is seated here. And when it's time for me to wash Brother Johnson's feet, I will take this, this white 
and I will get down at his feet, he's going to leave his shoes and socks on, and I'm glad about it. He's going to leave his shoes and socks on, and I'm going to get down there, and I'm going to take that wipe, and I'm just going to start wiping his shoes. It's not going to be about trying to get his shoes clean, but what I'm going to do is humble myself. And while I'm doing that, then Brother Johnson is going to begin to pray for me that this spirit of humility that now is upon me is going to be blessed. And I'm going to start feeling the spirit of the Lord through his prayer, and he's going to start feeling that. And then we are going to worship and praise God because that spirit of humility is going to open up a door for the spirit to move, and we're going to feel something powerful. I've never been in a foot washing service that I didn't feel the power of God. It's powerful when you humble yourself. And then when we're done, then we're going to switch places and I'm going to sit down and then Brother Johnson's going to take a different wife or the same wife. It really doesn't matter. And then he's going to get that. It's basically about humbling himself. He's going to humble himself before me and before God. And then I'm going to begin to pray. God, I pray blessings into Brother Johnson. And I pray as he leads his home, God, that you'll anoint him, God, and that you will use him. And as he humbles himself before you and we begin to pray one for another, the Spirit of the Lord endorses that prayer, exampled by humility, and God blesses. Wow, some powerful times as I reflect back on multiple opportunities. Thank you, Brother Johnson. I reflect back on multiple opportunities to be involved in foot washing. And I can think of some powerful times, Brother Casey, where then at the end we all get in a big circle and we start praying. And I can remember a couple of years ago when Tommy Campbell got the Holy Ghost in a, in a foot washing service. And I can remember times, I, oh, Sister McMillan, oh, to think about the days that Brother McMillan was there. He so looked forward to this time. And we would, we would see the power of the Holy Ghost hit him and the Spirit of the Lord would move upon him. Brother Clyde, you know what a spirit of unity that's there. And when you are humble and unified, God moves in. I feel the Holy Ghost wanting to affirm the word of God tonight. And if you will do it, you'll be blessed. That's what the scripture says. I've, I've, I've exampled it. I've done it. Now I'm explaining it. And I'm telling you that if you'll do it, you'll be blessed. For I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that is sent him. He's saying, hey, it's not about, well, pastor's not supposed to be getting down and washing the feet of Brother Johnson. It's supposed to be, no, that, there's no big eyes and little U's. This is all of us humbling ourselves before God, before the powerful hand of God that's going to come in there. And we're saying, this isn't about who I am. This is about who he is. I'm humbling myself before God. And before fellow man, the Spirit of the Lord moves in and does great things. So it's a blessing. And then, as I mentioned, verse 17, if you know these things, which you do now, we've explained it, we've taught it. So if you know these things, happy are ye, not if you know them. It's great to have that understanding. But happy are you if you do them. You want to be blessed? Take part in it. Be a part of it. Watch God work. God will. I've, I've been talking about revelation and then explanation. I love revelation. I love when God shows me individually. But there are many things that I haven't gotten through revelation. I've gotten through explanation. Maybe you don't have a revelation of foot washing, but now you have an explanation of foot washing. And if you'll do it, 
you'll be blessed. You'll be happy. Smile at your neighbor and say, you can be happy. Preparing ourselves for his path, the path that he has for us. And I believe God has some great things in store for this church if we will prepare ourselves properly. And that's why we've spent three days prayer and fasting. We had special services and now this special service. So thank you for being a part of it. And then we want to talk tonight about the Lord's Supper. Have a teaching opportunity in regard to the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is not something to be feared. The Lord's Supper is not something to say, oh, I'm, I'm not everything that I need to be, so I can't take the Lord's Supper. If you have to be everything that you're supposed to be to take the Lord's Supper, we might as well go ahead and just dismiss. Because there's no one here that is worthy to receive what we will receive when we receive His blood and His body. We are not worthy. There is not one worth. Well, Pastor, I thought that if you took it unworthy, that you could be damned to hell. It's not what the Bible says. Unworthily is very different than unworthy. It sounds real similar, but it's very, very different. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that over the course of the next few moments before we receive the Lord's body and the Lord's blood. So if you have your Bible... 1 Corinthians, we're going to look to 1 Corinthians 11, we'll start reading in verse 23, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, for I have received the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks he brake it and said, take ye eat this my body which is broken, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you should do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. So, now, lesson two. First lesson, we talked in regard to foot washing. And now, we will talk about communion. We find here that he explains, this is to be done and as oft as we do it. I've mentioned to you that right now, our plans are to have the Lord's Supper again sometime in September that it will follow three days of prayer and fasting as is intended to do this particular time. And we will do this again. Perhaps we will do it at another time. I've been privileged to be a part of this at various meetings that I attend and we receive the Lord's Supper. What it's saying is there's no set time in Scripture as to how many times you do it, but it says every time you do it, you do it in remembrance of Him and what He did. This tonight is to reflect back and to think about what the Lord has done. Think about what He has done for you. We do this in remembrance, excuse me, remembrance of Him. When He had given thanks, He broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do 
in remembrance of me. Never forget the sacrifice that our Savior made that we might have what we have. Oh, what God's getting ready to do in this place is supernatural. Because when we receive of the blood and of the body, we are going to be healed. We are going to be helped. God is going to do something supernatural. After the same manner, this cup is the New Testament of my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We take of that blood. We think of all that it entails and all that it means. That blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood. It's often at these special services that the songs are centered around the blood of Jesus. And I thank God for the blood that was shed. That I might have what I have. Verse 27. Wherefore whosoever shall eat this bread. And drink this cup of the Lord unworthily. Shall be, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Help me understand, Pastor, what's the difference between unworthy and unworthily? None of us, not one here, are worthy to receive the blood or the body. We haven't done enough to say, what you did for me, I deserve that. None of us can say that. The wages of sin is death, all of sin. So what he did for us, we didn't deserve it. It was grace that God did what he did for us. So if you're here tonight and you feel like that you are worthy to receive this, you need to repent. Because we're not. But it doesn't say don't receive it unworthy. Thank God, because we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. It says don't receive it unworthily. It says unworthily, meaning that we can't take it lightly. What we're doing tonight isn't something that we take lightly. That's why I want, for those of you that have children, if, if your child is 12 or under, I want you to make the decision for them, whether they understand the significance of this night. We don't, we don't not serve anyone. We serve everyone that comes. But you as parents and guardians and people that are making decisions, you decide whether your child understands how important and how significant this is and what this means. The same thing for you. Understood that you're not coming. If you're coming down here tonight to get this wafer and this grape juice because you're hungry, you need to repent. We don't come down here, man. I'm I'm I, I'm so thirsty. I got I I I'm starving. I need this wafer. That's that's not what this is about. This isn't about the grape juice or the wafer. This is about the understanding of what that represents and the sacrifice, what he went through to allow his body to be broken that we might receive it, and to the blood that was shed that we might partake of that. To understand the significance and the importance. That's so so vital. That's what allows you the opportunity to receive that tonight is an understanding of this isn't, this isn't a joke. This isn't just form. That this is very serious and very significant. And what this means is that we are receiving of what He has done. And we, when we do say, we will never forget the sacrifice that He made. So it's very, very important that you not take it unworthily, which means lightly or not considering its significance, but rather that you take it humbly. That you take it humbly. That's why we've been talking about humbling ourselves. And 
I believe that the best way that we can prepare ourselves to receive of his body and of his blood is to put ourselves in a place of repentance where that we say, I want to create in me. I want to, I want to process to prepare. I want to process to prepare to receive. And so I would like for us to do that now. I can't repent for you. So I need you to do that for yourself. And so we're going to take a moment and I want you to spend just a couple of moments talking to the Lord where that you self-examine, you examine where you are and then ask God to prepare you to receive of his body and of his blood. So let's take a few moments right now and let's spend some time in repentance. Father, tonight, I thank you for the privilege of your presence, God. We have felt your presence, Lord. We know that you are here and that you are ready to do something significant, supernatural in this place, God, through what you're about to do of allowing us to receive of your body and allowing us to receive of your blood. So I ask that you would create within me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew within me a right spirit, O oh Lord. I need you to help me, God, to prepare me that I might be ready to receive of you. God, if there be any evil way in me, Lord, I pray that you would wash me, that you would cleanse me, that you would help me, God, to prepare myself to be ready, Lord, to be ready. I thank you, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. For anything that I've done wrong. God, if there be any evil way in me, I pray that you would cleanse me. I pray, God, that you would help me, Lord. That you would help me, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I want us all to stand right now. And I want us to prepare to receive. I'd like to ask Brother Littles and Brother Johnson if they would come and help me.